0: Welcome to the Pastor Nora King podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. I'm going to talk to you about the importance of choices. Everybody has an opportunity to make a choice in your life. Now, I want you to listen to me. Everybody, but especially on what, if there's any young people in here tonight, you need to listen because you just think, how do I know what I'm going to say? Because this is maybe the way I thought, that you live life and you just go, you make a decision, you make a choice, and you just go on and, you know, do your thing, live your life. No, when you make choices... You are, going, you are setting a course, you are making directions, uh, taking a direction and making things get set up for your future. Now what do I mean by that? Okay, I heard this story recently and, and it really, really touched me and it was about a woman and she was an older woman now But she had been in love and had planned to marry this young man. They were, you know, in love with each other. And for some reason, they had a spat. Any of you know what I'm talking about? You ever have a spat? Well, no. No. All right, you self-righteous. I've had spats. Okay. But the thing about it is, she got upset. Okay, I'll just show you. And so she started dating someone else, and the next thing, you know, I'm going to marry them. I'm just going to marry them. I'm going to show him the guy that, you know, she had broken up. I'm just going to show him. Yeah, she really showed him. You know what? She spent the rest of her life in a marriage, and probably a good man, and probably loved him, but not like the first love that she had. And she made that choice, a hasty decision. We talked a little bit about that. I may look at that a little bit later on in the outline, but made a hasty choice and paid for it for the rest of her life. Now, one of the things I want to tell you tonight is when you make choices, there are consequences to choices, now, that's not all negative, not just what I just told you. They're not all, there's constant, you make good decisions and there's good consequences that come for that. You know, uh, you, you just make a choice and many of you have done this. Some of you maybe not, but many of you have done this. As for me and my house, I make a choice I am going to serve the Lord. What is that? That you made a choice, you started a course with that decision that you made, and now your whole life, your children, everybody is turned going in that direction with that course. Isn't that right? Now, you two, I'm going to point you out here. (laughs) They don't care. Back when the church was pretty young, really, um, they had, their children were very young, and they made a decision that they were going to come here to church, that they were going to serve God, and they were going to be a part of this local church. And through that decision, I want you to look. It was a choice that you made. Look at it now. Now, you know, we see what God's doing with your life, and then we see your two kids grown. Married and have their own children, precious little children, and they're going to teach their kids to serve the Lord. And for them and their house, they are going to serve the Lord. Now, I'm pointing out two here that's close to home for me, but there are other people in this room tonight, and you made a choice. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Now, let me tell you what some people do. They think about it. One day, I am going to make a choice, and for me and my house, we will at that point in time serve the Lord, but not right now, because i'm too busy, not right now i've got a lot on my plate, my business, my job, my kids are into sports i'm going to i'm going to get home right here. I think it's great for kids to play sports. my kids played sports, but when it overrides serving the Lord and coming to church, you're making a mistake when you do not get them in the house of the Lord. I'm just going to tell you. Yeah, but you don't know. They're great this and they're great that. I've seen all of that, and I've seen the great ones. They're the best sports player, you know, here, there, and the other. And you look on down the road, and a little... Few years, you know what you see? That family does not serve the Lord, or even if the mother and father does, the children don't. You gotta make choices. Because like I said, choices have consequences. And when you're young, you make that choice with your family. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. So what does a choice do? It sets the course again, takes you in a direction, and when something comes along to try to pull you off of that course or that path, guess what? You've already made a choice. And so you don't have to, well, let me think about that. No, you don't have to think about it because you thought about it and you chose wisely. You remember Indiana Jones? Indiana. I'm not saying watch those movies. I don't even know what's in it, but it's been so long. But anyway, you, you remember uh, when they had the chalice and, you know, you, he, he was going to go in he has to choose which one to drink, you know, to get everlasting life or whatever it was. And, you know, and the, so one of them, he said, you have chosen poorly. You know what that means? He's not going to make it. And then one chose wisely, and they made it. And so we, as God's people, we have to choose wisely in the choices. Are we always going to make good decisions, good solid decisions? No, you won't. I I think about sometimes some decisions that I made, and they might not be, to you, might not be real weighty, but as I look back on things, I wish I had made a different choice in the matter. You know, so all of us have things like that, but you can't go back and get tomorrow. You can't go back and retrieve yesterday, is what I'm trying to say, not tomorrow, but yesterday. You can't go back and retrieve yesterday, but you can chart your course for your future and from this time forward make choices that are pleasing to the Lord. Isn't that what we want to do, is make choices that are pleasing to the Lord? Yes. So every day, every week, every month, every year, we are making these choices. They're daily choices, weekly, monthly, yearly. We are making choices in our life. And again, these choices are positive in some cases. Or they're negative and not good choices in others. So, just learn, just learn, and make your choices according to what thus says the Lord. I hear people, and you know, I, how many of you have heard of A. W. Tozer? Have you ever heard of him? Uh, he's a minister. I think he's going to be on with the Lord, and he would be very elderly. But I I listened to some of his messages and even, you know, at a a long time ago when he was preaching these messages, um, the body of Christ was, you know, getting out of order and getting out in tangents and off here and off there, getting off the word. You understand what I'm saying? So when you make choices, your choices may need to be in the boundaries or parameters of the word of God. I hear people and they'll say things and, and they'll talk about, um, yeah, I know I know the Lord wants me to do something and uh, I know he's called me to do this and I know he's called me to do that. Even some people, it, I, I know he wants me to preach his word, but they're living like hell itself. They're living in sin and doing things that are from the pit and then saying, You can't make choices like that. That's confusion. you got to get on the Lord's side or get on your own side. Who is on the Lord's side? And, and, you know, a minute ago I I said I was talking to young people because you're at a place and you're at a point where the decisions that you make are so very important. My decision, who I'm going to marry, I made that 48 years ago. Don't tell anybody. 48 years ago. It's a miracle. It's a blooming miracle. (laughs) But, But you see, just like people want to live a life, they say that does the will of God, but there's confusion and contradiction even in their life. Don't be that way. And A.W. Tozer, I really get a good dose of that when I follow him. He believes living a holy life. And sometimes, you know, I, I think, was it Abby who said it this morning? What did she say? A smackdown, a spiritual smackdown? Well... I guess if that's what you call what I do, a spiritual smackdown, I guess that's that's saying it. But you know what? I tell people what the Bible says, the truth of the Scriptures, because I love people. I don't try to give a spiritual smackdown to knock everybody around with my Bible. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I don't want to mislead people when you get to heaven I want you to know, and when you stand before God, that you're able to do that based on good grounding in the Scripture. And that's what Eddie wants. He wants you to have good grounding in the scripture that you're not tossed about with every wind of doctrine that you don't think it's okay to live a certain way and be God's child. You've got to know that sin is sin. And I, you know, sometimes, you know, maybe like A.W. Tozer and living in that day, maybe I'm a woman born out of season. I don't know, but I still feel that way greatly. And, you know, with all the teaching that's going going on in this day and hour about motivation and God's love and all of that. Do I believe in motivation? Yes, I do a lot of motivational teaching. So I believe in that. And I believe that God loves me and I believe he loves you and he loves people. But there is a time and place in your life that you can get on the wrong side of God because you're not living right. God's love, yes, God's love, and He is gracious, and He is merciful, but He is not, that is not endless in His mercy and His grace. You remember in Revelation about the doctrine of the Nicolaitans? If you read about that, the Nicolaitans that are mentioned in the book of Revelation, evidently history says that the Nicolaitans were uh, people that followed Nicholas. He was a deacon if you read about him. But evidently he must have gotten off Whoever led these people must have gotten off because they believed that you sin, live immorally, do anything you want to, and God's grace is there to cover you. Now, if we stumble and we mess up, is God's grace there? It definitely is, and I'm so thankful for it, aren't you? But when you presume on the grace of God, then you're going to get in trouble. And it's not okay. It is not okay. So you heard that from me. I wouldn't say you didn't hear that from me because you did hear that from me. I said it. All right. Some choices that you're going to make are going to be very minor and maybe not a lot of consequences from choices that we make. But then there are other choices that we make are life-altering What would be a life altering choice? Can anybody think of something that would be life altering? Uh huh. Pardon? Who you marry. That would be life altering. Anybody else? Another choice that you can think of that would be, uh huh. What church you attend. What church you attend. Very, yes, very good. Anyone else? Okay, well, you you understand what we're saying. Some choices will affect you greatly and can alter your life. You know, we see it all the time. People come into this place, and I know in God's churches, it's not only this one, but in God's churches that, you know, that have been raised up by the Lord, that preach the Word of God and love His people, uh, you can go into those places, and you make a choice to serve God there, and what happens your life begins to make a, a change. You begin to line up with the Scripture. You begin to live this abundant life that I was talking about in the beginning. Does it mean that everything is perfect? No problems, no difficulties? Mm-mm. But it means it's life-altering and you'll never be the same. Choices that you make that are major choices make it to where you'll never be the, cha- the same. I see people... And they uh, live a life of indecision. Scripture says there are multitudes in the valley of decision. I'm gonna say something get out of that valley. Get out of it and make some choices and make some decisions in your life. Some of you, financially, it's just not going the way it needs to go financially. You know, And we talk about prayer and intercession, you know what you need to do when you pray and intercede about where you are in a financial situation? You need to get before God and you don't need to say a thing. You need to listen. And that is intercession because God is going to come in and walk into your situation and He's going to change some things. But you have to listen to Him and He'll speak to you and He'll guide you. But see, again, it's a choice. It's a choice you make, but don't. You know you you remember the people that were starving, sitting at the gate. Why sit we here till we die? And see that you need to grab a hold of your circumstances. Now I'm and I've told people this over the years. I don't know how many times, but it it be several. And I've told people financially, they're not making it. They're in dead-end jobs. I I would say, get an education. Go get, oh, I don't have time, I got a family. Look, 10 years from now, your family is still going to be there, and you're still going to be struggling. It's time to make a choice to do some things differently because there are consequences to the decisions and choices that you make. You make a choice to get educated. You become, you know, if you can't go back to college, then you become whatever, an electrician, or, you know, computer, or whatever you do. You, you get an education, you know, I've seen women, single parents, uh, a single parent raising a child or children, and they know that they're going to be in that dead-end job and their family is going to be struggling and in poverty if, and lack if they do not make some choices. And I've seen them make some really hard choices and they would go into nursing or something like that where they know that they could get a good job and they would have a good paying job and be able to take care of their family. You understand? Maybe as I'm talking tonight, there may be things that are going on in your life that are are things uh, uh, because of choices that you've made in your past, because of circumstances were put upon you or whatever the case may be, but do not settle in and say, you can't do anything about it. Don't say that. And I'm, I'm here to help you, not to hit you over the head with the Bible here tonight. I'm here to help you. You can make a choice and you can turn your life in a direction and you can change things that are going on in your life. You can change it. You don't have to settle for that. You don't have to, you know, if, if you think about this... Uh, you know, in your upbringing, I, I, I do mention this from time to time because I think it's so important. In your upbringing, you were raised a certain way. You had a certain belief system. You, your family, your mother, your father, they did certain things, certain ways. They might have uh, not had very much but they loved their family, they took care of their family the best that they could, but you saw the struggles, and you don't want to struggle like that. Well, is that putting down your mother and father? Absolutely not. You honor your mother and father, but you can learn. You can learn, and you begin to chart the course of your life by making choices And you can turn your situation around. You don't have to stay where you are. That's why I'm saying the importance of choices tonight. Importance. Many are in the valley of decision, many are there, but you can't stay there. You got to make a choice. You listen to God. You read the scripture. God can speak a word to you. He can give you direction and guidance out of his word. You can be going along driving down the road in your car and you prayed and you've talked to God and you know what? He'll drop something down into your spirit. He'll drop something down into your spirit and then you make a choice and then you follow that. And what if you have made some bad choices? Everybody has. There's no one here to condemn because everybody's made them. But it's not about what you did yesterday. It's about what are you going to do today? What are you going to do tomorrow? What choice are you going to make? And just remember, choices have consequences. Amen? So I want to talk a little bit more about the heritage. So you know, you, you, you have a mother and you have a father, and they raised you a certain way, and maybe you didn't have very much. And so now, what you are doing, if you don't make different choices, you choose to live the way that they have lived. Now, there were things, I loved my mother and father greatly, and they were good parents, and they loved me, and they took care of me, and I'm forever grateful for that and really influenced my life but when it came to the area of finance they had no revelation of that my dad was in ministry and you know the typical story of ministers they just never have anything you know and here you know we were a family four kids you know we weren't poverty stricken but we certainly didn't have a lot so i had to make choices In my own life, Eddie and I together made choices, and we determined that what the Bible said, we were going to believe it. Whether it was about uh, blessing, as favor, increase, prosperity, any of that. And you know, some, well, I can't go there. I can believe that faith, but I can't go there. Well, you know what? That's where we took. We took off the stops, and we said, if it says it, we believe it. Now, you know what? Many then in this church, now there's just, you know, here's just a small amount of people that belong to this church, but, you know, this church uh, full of the people uh, now make the same choices. They make the same choices because we chose to follow God. And when you follow God, You make a difference in someone else. You'll make a difference in your family. You'll make a difference in co-workers. You'll make a difference in the people you go to church with. You'll make a difference in friends that you have because of the choice that you made. So we made a choice. We're going to serve God. When it comes to anything that the Bible says, we're going to believe it. Though people try to talk us out of it, and they did. Though people tell us we're off course. Now, we're not unteachable. I'm not an unteachable. I'm I'm very teachable, but I am not gullible. And I can read for myself. I don't have to have somebody tell me What the Bible says, I can read it for myself. Now, do I listen to other people preach the Bible? Of course I do. I'm not a know-it-all. I'm not a long-ranger. But when somebody is trying to tell me something that's contrary to the Bible, I'm sorry. I don't believe that. already been there, done that. And I'm so thankful that I did. But I had to make that choice all those years ago. What the Bible says, I'm going to believe it. Whether it's popular, whether people want it or not, I'm going to believe it. But you see, I had to make those decisions based on a heritage. You know, I was raised a certain way. And, you know, I could have thought, well, but, you know, I'm just going to tell you. I don't know why. I'm just going to tell you. That was never in me. It never was. I can remember being a little girl, and this is going to sound funny, but uh, I think my dad had spanked me, which he did that, and I needed it because I was headstrong. Don't tell Eddie that, okay? (laughs) But anyway, so I had gotten a spanking, and I had all these tears in my eyes, crying, you know. Now, when my mother spanked me, I would act like I cried because it, it never hurt, but when my dad spanked me, it hurt, okay, so, so I'm crying and doing all that, and so I go, and I lay down on this couch, and I still remember that couch. It was a really pretty one. It was black, and it had silver threads, that shiny silver threads that run through it, and I'm, you know, laying on that couch, and I'm facing in and just, oh, you know, doing what kids do, and as I'm there, I remember thinking, when I grow up, I want to have a beautiful home. When I grow up, I am going to have fine furniture. When I grow up, because, you know, I, I would help my mom clean the house and do all that. And so that would be what I said. Well, you know, then life came and I had to start making choices in my own life. It's no different from you. I could make choices and just repeat what had been going on in my family or make a decision and make choices to make it different. So I did. So I did. You don't. I, t- I tell people all the time, you can live in the projects without the projects being in you. You want a nice house? Then clean up the one you've got. I, you knew I was going to get there, didn't you? <laughs> But it's the truth. You clean it up. If you're, you know, I saw something the other day about a parent, a single mom who was raising her children and she was a hoarder. And it brought such pain to those children because they they were embarrassed. They couldn't bring anyone home or anything like that. That is a shame and that is a demon. That is a demon. You don't live in a filthy house and you don't live like that. You're God's people, you clean it up. Well, I don't have time, we'll make some. You have time to straighten up a little bit. You have time to sweep and mop and dust. Yes you do, everybody does. If you don't know how, some of these ladies in this church are great people to help you be a good housekeeper. You just talk to them and they'll, they'll help you, but make a choice. To not repeat that, if that's the way you were raised, make a choice. Well, I'm glad, Mary, you think so. (laughs) I don't know about the others, but (laughs) hallelujah. All right, Haggai 1.7. Now, this is a very revealing scripture. Listen to this. Thus says the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Now, what a statement. Consider your ways. What does consider mean? It means turn over in your mind. Think about your own ways. Examine your ways. Carefully look at your ways, the way you act, the way that you're living. And I'm just going to tell you, when it comes to talking about the way, consider your ways, that really has to do... uh, mainly with morality. Consider your ways. Are you living to please God? Are you living a life that is a holy life, dedicated to the Lord? You remember when we started this, I began talking about, you know, how how we sing about God's grace and His love and all that. And I think we should. I'm not putting that down. But you got to weigh some things out. You got to live right. So he said, consider or honestly think about and look at, inspect, and recognize in your life your own ways. Well, I tell you what, that Sister Bessie, I'm looking in considering her ways. Is that what he said? No, he didn't tell you to look at Sister Bessie. He did not. If we take care of our... Now, I'm going to tell you this, as... You know, as a pastor, you do have oversight and you have a responsibility. If you're a leader in the church, you have a responsibility, and you're to help people try to live right. You don't convince them that they're okay when they're not okay. You speak the truth in love. So, you know, that's a you know that's over there. I, I do want to say that. But I, what we're talking about here is looking at your own life. Consider your ways. Think about, recognize, and inspect your own lives. Are you morally living where you need to be living? You think about that. Not considering other people. See, you know, when I did the marriage class, it, it's so typical. You know, you, you, you teach a lesson on marriage and both, you know, one's at home and the other one came to the class and it's for sure the one that came to the class, well, you should have been there today because she was talking about you. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Consider your ways. Well, if they would do that, or if they would, no, no, you got to change you. You got to consider your ways, and God will help your spouse change. Amen. But, you know, if, if you've got your hair afire and screaming and yelling and doing all that, not doing things God's way, don't believe that he's going to be able to intervene and help. That won't work. Wow. Whoa, why did I say that? But anyway, consider your ways. This is your own ways, not the ways of other people. And, and you know, I started thinking about that, um, and, and I began to think about the Pharisees. You remember the Pharisees? And look at that tax collector. They, you know, now the Pharisees had, did have some leadership ability oversight that they had to have. I'll give them that. But but they were so totally off. They were looking at the tax collector, and they were looking at the harlot, and they were looking at the drunkard, you know, pointing every all this out, where if they'd look at themselves and consider themselves, you know, then they'll have mercy. You, you know, when you see someone that isn't, Morally living where they need to live. I don't know about you. I don't get mad at them. I, I have empathy. I have compassion for people because you know they're on the wrong road. And you care about them. You don't give them down the road. You don't throw You know, when somebody messes up in church, We. you know there's discipline in church. Did you know that? Did you know the Bible tells you to, to deal with things inside the church? Judge inside the church. Oh, judge not that you be not judged. That's not what he's talking about. You gotta judge situations where people are off in the church. If you love them and if you care about them. Now if you don't, you just let them go on, their merry way, go to hell, whatever. But but that's not the way it goes. Shouldn't go. That way. So that goes on. But you know what? Unless those people tell someone, nobody ever knows it. Why? Because we have compassion and we have love and our whole whole responsibility and desire is that we help people get back on track restoration. That's what it's called. Get back on a, a path of restoration. But here's these Pharisees and they were looking at everybody you know and putting every. I, and you remember the one I'm glad I'm not like that. You remember? And the other one what did he do? He just beat his chest and have mercy on me Lord. That's what we need. That's the way we need to live isn't it? Me. Deal with me Lord. Okay. So um you have opportunity each day to wisely choose your direction for that day. We face adversity or hardship, everybody does, but we can make a good, productive choice in the middle of that. Amen? I want to tell you, choices in your own life will affect others. You remember I was talking about, you know, when Eddie and I heard the Lord and we started getting into the Word and and seeing things in the scripture. And then the next thing we knew, he said, I want you to start a church. And so, you know, we said yes to that. Did it? So did that choice just affect us? It may not be that dramatic in a, a choice in your life, but I'm just going to tell you, when you make a choice, it's going to affect other people. That's just the way it goes. uh, You have to make choices that are going to affect your family, choices that are going to affect your workplace, choices that are going to affect your church, and choices that are going to affect your friends. You have friends, and you make choices, good ones, and they're going to affect your friends. You make bad ones, and they will be affected by bad choices too. If nothing else, they'll just uh, have a lot of remorse. About a bad choice, Amen. All right, Philippians four thirteen, a familiar scripture to some in the room. I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. Now look at that. I can. Everybody say, I can, I can. Do, all things do all things through Christ, through Christ. which strengthens. Through Me. Okay, and so when you talk about this strengthen, it's talking about to make you strong. It's talking about to empower you. So he releases, God does, this strength to help you in every situation. So when you're facing a very difficult situation, you can make choices that are going to make a difference in your life, and it's going to bring on what we were talking about earlier, the abundance of God into your life. You talk about pouring out blessings that there's not room enough to contain. That's what God wants to do in our lives. That's what he desires to do in our life. He doesn't want us to be in lack and poverty. And some people, when you start talking about that, they put their spiritual hands over their ears. Not me, buddy. I'm taking it off and I'm getting the amplifier out. I want to hear that because I believe it and I'm going to act on it and I'm going to live it. And there's no religious spirit going to talk me out of it. Oh, I've heard that. I've heard that. That's the problem. You've heard it and you're not doing it. Be a doer of the word. That's that spiritual smackdown. I feel it right now. That's what Abby was talking about. Ah. Help me. Okay. You have to make a choice every morning of your life. When you get up, now, I've told you this story. A lot of times when I get up and I'm going to the window to open the blinds in my bedroom, I'm, sa- I'm really still sleepy. I'm not a morning person, so I don't want to get up and I don't want to do anything. And so, boy, that's too bad. Because <laughs> I want to do it anyway. It doesn't matter. But anyway, so I'm going to the window, open the blinds, and I just say to the Lord, I thank you, Lord, this is the day that you have made for me, and I will rejoice and be glad in it. See, that's a choice I make. It may not be how I feel. It may not be what I want to do. But that is what I say with my mouth, to turn my body And make the choice that I need to make for that morning. And so, you know, when we're talking about choices, we talked about marriage. You know, you talk about, you know, uh, different major decisions. But they're they're small decisions, but they do have uh, strong uh, ramifications, if you will. You understand what I I heard this story and it really it really speaks to what I'm saying here. But there was an elderly woman, she had been a missionary, she was eighty-nine years old, and she had a friend, and this friend would call her and the friend was telling the story, and and he said, you know, every time I call this little old lady, now she's eighty-nine years old, and I'll say whatever her name was, she would say he would say, and how are you doing today? And she would say, I'm great, I feel good, I am healthy, I am whole, I am strong. Do you think she felt that way every day? Not necessarily. If you're 89 years old, how many you can imagine, can't you? You know, you can just imagine. But see, she made a choice of how she was going to live her life. Instead of being an 89-year-old missionary that had traveled the world, won people to Jesus, made disciples and all of that, and then she gets back from the mission field and she's living in her house, and then so her friend, when he called her, and he would say, how are you doing? And she could have said, you know, oh, my arthritis is bothering me. My, you know, and you know, we could, we could do it, couldn't we? All of us could do things like that. But we make a choice on today how we're going to live. And it's important decisions. Some people are consistent. They're consistent complainers. <laughs> Not me. How about you? I'm not going to complain. I could do that with the best of them, but I'm not going to. I make a decision. I'm going to agree with God. I make a choice. I'm going to confess His Word, and I make a choice to see things come in line through faith and the Word of God. I make a choice, and you can make a choice, and we can make a choice. Amen? There is a law of choices and consequences. There's no doubt about it. For each act, deed, or word, there is a consequence to it. Wise men act knowing what the consequences are and that they will be good decisions. That's what wise men act on. I want you to turn. I'm going to stop here in just a minute. I'm going to stop a little bit early instead of trying to go on because I've I've got a lot to say, but we'll say it another time. Um, Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse number 19. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you. Wow, that means something written down. I have set before you life and death. Well, he's not set before me. Yes, he has set before you life and death. You can be like the 89-year-old missionary, or you can choose to do it your way. I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing; therefore choose life that both you and your seed may live. Now the interesting thing about this is we have the opportunity to choose life or choose death. It's all there for us, and it's it's a choice that we made that we make. I have set before you. Everybody say me. See, he set it before us. It's life and death, blessing or cursing. This is what is before us. But he goes on to say, even though life and death are both there, I don't want you to choose the death. I don't want you to choose that. I want you to make a wise decision and I want you to choose Life. Now, and when you choose life, listen to this, that both thou and thy seed may live. As for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. A choice that sets the course for you and your children. And it will probably set the course, hopefully, my prayers are, you know, your children's children and their children's children. You know what I'm saying? My family line, I'm believing that things will keep going if Jesus doesn't return. I may not be around and I may not be here, but I'm believing that this seed of God that is in me is going to go out into my family line, both sides, you know, like my mom, my dad, Eddie and myself, that it's going to be a seed of God in us that's going to make a difference in the world, the light of God. Not that they're going to be reprobates, that they're not going to serve God, that they're going to be humanist, secularist. No. No that they're going to serve God. And I tell you what, I believe God will honor my word. I might be in heaven, but I'm going to be looking down on, on family, you know, that's, that is to come. And buddy, I'll be interceding and praying. Get them, God, get them. <laughs> get them in line, God. Convict them, Jesus. Can't you just see yourself doing that? I can, I can see it. So, I believe wise people make wise decisions and it makes a a big difference. Amen? Amen. Make the right choice and it will affect you and not only you, but your children. I started thinking about people in the Bible. Who made wrong choices. I I looked at both, the ones who made wrong choices and had to live with the consequences. And then I started thinking about the ones that made wise choices and they got the benefit of the blessing and the life of God. And I, I started, it's so interesting though, look at this, Abraham and Sarah, they got off, didn't they? They made a wrong choice, you remember? With Hagar and Ishmael was born, and whatever, you know, and the Bible still says, you know, the, the, the descendants were like wild men. And I think that's still going out today. The consequences. And then there was David and Bathsheba, you know, when, when, where Uriah was concerned and he was murdered. And they had a child, and the child, you know, died. You remember that. And then what happened in his, the Bible said the sword never left his house, consequences to the choices that he made. And, and there's others, you know, that you could go on to, but it's very interesting about those two, and I'm going to end here for sure. Um, Abraham and Sarah made a choice where it was not good and, and, and bad things came, the consequences were bad things with Ishmael and and the descendants. But Abraham went on to serve the Lord, and what God spoke to him, he would do it. He said, Abraham, this family of yours, they're holding you back. You love them, but they're just holding you back. And I cannot do what I want to do until you separate yourself. And what did Abraham do? He made a choice. Was it an easy choice? I bet not. Now, he he didn't tell his... You know, I don't think God said, "Well, you know, you hate your parents or, you know, treat them wrongly." I don't. I don't think it was any of that. I just think he, he knew he had to separate himself, and so he did. Him. And then David and Bathsheba, isn't uh, what David in particular? You know, doesn't the Bible say even though he had an affair uh, with Bathsheba and the child? You know, the way he did and. Murdered a man. Even though he did that, God looked at his life because he didn't always make, make bad choices. And he said, David is a man after my own heart. God was looking deeper. And he looks deeper in our lives. And I'm so, so glad that he does. Aren't you? So our uh, choices are important. They do have consequences. God sets before us the right choice, and the wrong choice, and we are to decide. Well, he doesn't set the wrong choice beside us. It's set there, but he puts the right choice before us, and he said, life and death I set before you, but you choose life. Make a wise decision, and if you do, you're going to chart the course for your life, and it's, look, you're not too old, and you're not too young, and you're not in between won't work. It doesn't matter where you are in life. You start making right choices and positive things can happen in your life. New direction, new blessing, new favor can be released for you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.